my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, March the 10th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness today. Thank you for being with me as we continue to move through this Lenten season. We are already at the third Sunday of Lent. Now, we're not at the halfway point. That's going to be next weekend. That's going to be what we call Laetare Sunday, and the rose vestments are going to come out. That's our halfway point uh, of our journey through this Lenten season. But uh, but still, we're, we're moving through. Again, we are, are on this 40-day retreat, hmm? uh, walking with Jesus. I mean, we are Simon of Cyrene, right? We're, we're, uh, we're helping carry that cross, and, and maybe in many cases, maybe most cases, Jesus is helping us carry our cross uh, as we walk to this this new life that awaits us, right? That awaits not only Jesus, um, but Jesus being the first fruits, this new life that, that awaits us, that our God invites us to. Uh, and so I hope that your Lent is going well, uh, and I uh, am grateful you are with me to break open God's Word. Okay, third Sunday of Lent, uh, here's what's going down. Usually, as you know, I read the first reading and the gospel. Um, I am not going to do that today or next week or the week after. I am just going to read the gospel. Now, here's why. We're in Matthew's cycle. That's cycle A, so we generally hear all of Matthew's uh, gospels. But uh, the third, the fourth, and the fifth weekend of Lent, we're going to hear out of John's gospels. And John never met a story that he didn't think was better by putting more words in it. And so these are long Gospels. And today, today's Gospel is actually the shortest of the three. And and there's a reason, though, that we're hearing out of John's, and there's a reason for uh, the topics that come up. And that's because they're, they're chosen specifically to walk with those catechumenate. What that means is, those people who are unbaptized but will be baptized at the Easter Vigil because it talks about what that journey looks like for them, what they are going through. So today we're going to hear the story about the woman at the well. Next week we'll hear the story about the man born blind. And then uh, two weeks from now we'll hear the story about Lazarus, the raising of Lazarus. Every one of them have to do with baptism, and if I am smart enough and, and of good enough memory, both of which are, are questionable, but if I am, I will kind of point in that direction and say, here's what that means to somebody being baptized, okay? Now, it's possible you would hear these Gospels in Mark's year, year B, or Luke's year, year C, too. The, uh, the pastor, uh, whoever's making that liturgical call, if there are catechumenate, they can choose these readings for weeks three, four, and five of Lent any year. But if there aren't catechumen, usually people will just hear from Mark and Luke's Gospels those, those years. So anyway, a little history, maybe more than you wanted to know. But with that, what we're going to do, let's break open God's Word. For those who want to follow along, we're going to be at John chapter 4. Verses 5 to 42, I'm going to read the New American text. John 4, 5 to 42. So again, that's 37 verses. Settle in. It's a story you know. 
but it's got so many layers. So beautiful. I invite you, as always, prepare yourself. If that means pausing, please do. Uh, just open yourself to God's Word. Again, say, Holy Spirit, come find that root within me. Make your presence within me. We're looking for a word, a phrase, an idea, uh, something that sticks. It can be anything. Let God speak to you through that. And with that, brothers and sisters, let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, you are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand, because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and is now here, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman. But still no one said, What are you looking for? Or, 
Why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me, and to finish his work. Do you not say in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified, that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I am telling you, <laughs> I mean, this gospel, brothers and sisters, it is, it is such good news. And brothers and sisters, I am telling you, there is so much here. I mean, there are so many layers of this, so many different avenues we could go down. But I've made you a promise. And we are going to keep these in bite-sized bits. And there are two points I want to focus on. Point number one. So... This woman who comes, okay, we know she's a Samaritan, right? We know Jews and Samaritans don't get along. We know women and men don't talk to each other. Again, there, there's, there's conversation that, of what that means for us in our life today. Um, but here's what I want to start with is she's coming about there. Jesus came to, to the Samaritan town of Sychar, tired from his journey, sets out the well. It was about noon. Um, and, and this woman's coming at the heat of the day to draw water out of the well. Why? Because something or, or some action, some uh, manner of being has called her or cast her out as um, kind of a pariah in the town, right? She's, she's not welcome with the rest of the townsfolk. The rest of the townsfolk would have come at dawn. They would have come not at the, high, the heat of the day, right at noon. They would have come at 6 in the morning, 7, 8, to draw water out when it was cool. She's coming at noon to, be, so to avoid the, the, the rest of the townsfolk, and they avoid her. That just sets the stage. Here's point number one. This woman deserves an incredible amount of credit because she's honest and she stays in the conversation with Jesus. Now, what do I mean by that? 
When she gets to the well, Jesus looks at her and sitting and says, give me a drink. Now, that surprises me. She realizes he's a Jew. She realizes he's a man. She realizes he's an enemy. They don't like each other, essentially, is, is what her take is. And she just looks at him as a man at best, as an enemy at worst. What are you talking about? Give me a drink. Why are you even talking to me? We have nothing to do with each other. Um, and, and she could have walked away. She could have said, don't even bother talking to me. I'm just getting my water out of the well, and then I'm gone. But she doesn't. She continues to converse. And what does that do? Jesus, you know, talks some more again. All kinds of wonderful things that we could, we could bring layers out. But, but again, I'm not going to focus on that. She continues to stay in the dance, in the conversation, until she leaves the point where, okay, he's no longer just a Jew. He's no longer just a man. He's no longer just a guy who I'm annoyed by. And I didn't want to talk to. Now I've got to the point where he might be able to do something for me. What can he do for me? He can give me this living water so I don't have to come out here at noon. I can, I'm just going to have it all the time. I'm not going to get thirsty. All right, this is somebody who can do something for me. I can use him in the worst sense of that. Okay? I can use him for my own wiles and schemes and plans. So he's gone from enemy to somebody who can be used. Okay, but she doesn't stop there. She continues in the conversation. That's when the, the part about Jesus go, you know, get, uh, get your husband, uh, don't have any five, blah, 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 blah. And then through the midst of this conversation, she realizes, okay, this guy is more than just enemy, more than just somebody I can use. This guy's a prophet. This guy is telling me who I am and, and, and what I've done. She's even going to use that later, right? who says, come meet somebody who told me everything I ever did. You know, th th and that's essentially what a prophet is, is somebody who mirrors back to us who we are and what we are about. That's what Jesus is doing here for her. And she realizes that, but she doesn't stop there. She keeps in the conversation because it deepens and deepens and deepens. And now she's talking about worship. And she asks questions of him. You know, you Jews... You, you worship there in, in Jerusalem. We worship on this holy mountain. And then Jesus gets into that. And then she even brings it up. In, in You can even see the expectation like, okay, I know there's a Christ coming. And Jesus fully, finally reveals himself. And she buys it. She's gone from a place where this is an absolute enemy to somebody I can use, to somebody who's got something to say. Uh, she names him a prophet, but something, somebody that, that's helping me understand myself and the word of God and, and who God is in this world, to the fact that he's even more than that. He's Messiah. And she only was able to make that journey and take that because she stayed in the conversation. Brothers and sisters, how are we doing in that conversation? Who is Jesus to us? Okay, before you answer that, I know who he's supposed to be. Get rid of that. Who is Jesus to us? Is he just somebody we're told about? Like the, the townspeople later, you know? She says, come, come, learn everything he ever did. And they come to see him. And, and they don't want the wowie zowie, hey, give me, you know, uh, magician stuff. Cool. Um, is that who he is? It's okay to be honest. Is it somebody that can do something for us? 
This is a guy who can get me to heaven. All right? I'm interested in getting to heaven, so I'll jump through whatever Jesus hoops i got to jump through. He can do something for me. He, he, can, he can take away my pain. He can get me that girlfriend. He can, he can, you know, get me that job. He can, whatever it is. Is that, is that what Jesus is? All right, that's okay. It's stage, isn't it? Is he prophetic to us? Does he mirror to us who we are and what we're about? Uh, does he, does he uh, love us in the midst of the honesty that we can give him? Are we able to be honest with him? She was. Um, are we at that level? Do we begin to hope and begin to speak about deep things with him? Honest things? Real things? And can we take the truth that he gives? Or have we gone all the way and jumped to the point where he is the Christ, the one I will leave behind my water jug, that which I am all about, and follow? And Brothers and sisters, last point on this one, because I know i got another point, and I'm already near in 20 minutes. Um, the woman also deserves credit because she didn't go get the townspeople too early. Of course, she wasn't going to do it right away. He was an enemy. But she didn't do it when she thought he could be used. She didn't do it even when he thought she thought he was a prophet. Brothers and sisters, she didn't have anything to say until she had something to say. She didn't have anything to say until she knew who Jesus was. Not only in her head, but in her very being. And then she couldn't help but say it. She, had, she went to the very people who had ostracized her and said, you want to know who this guy is? I can't help but tell you who he is and connect you to him. So often I think we, we, try, we start early. We, we try to bring people to Christ or tell them about Jesus when we're at stage two or stage three and we're not ready. But brothers and sisters, when you know, you know. And when we're ready, we can't help but tell people about him. It's the best. All right, point number two, and I'll make this one short, but it's equally as important. That point about Jesus or, or, or the marriage, Okay. When Jesus says, go get your husband. She says, you know, I, I, got, I got five husbands. And she says, you know, he says, yep, you know, you're, you're right. Because the one uh, that, that you're with now is not your husband. I love that image. And, and we can look at her and say, ah, you know, she had trouble. Oh, she's a prostitute. Oh, whatever. Stop it. Stop it. Because my friends right now, do you know how many spouses we have? Many, many, many. We are polygamists. I am married to so many things, I can't even believe it. I'm married to my fears, or I'm married to my self-image, or I'm married to my work, or I'm married to, to your reputation or your thoughts about me, or I'm married to uh, my favorite sports team, or I'm married to uh, you know uh, the fun that I'm going to have or the margarita that I'm going to have tomorrow night, or whatever it is. I'm married to so many things that become more important to me than God. And Jesus says, yep, you are. You're right. You've had many spouses, many wives and many husbands. You're right. And the one who is with you now, the one who is before you now, you are not married to. Brothers and sisters, that's the only invitation that is worth accepting. 
Jesus stands before us, inviting us to say yes, I do, to one thing and one thing only, to God's love, to God's being, to God's, to the kingdom of God, right? That is what he invites us to be married to. Nothing more, nothing less. We hold many spouses, you and I, and we have said yes to many, many, many things. But, 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 do not be afraid, right? As Pope Francis said in his homily uh, in December, um, and, you know, I think it was, on, uh, he was speaking about John the Baptist. Um, he said, it is never too late to begin again. Brothers and sisters, I do not bring this up, that we are polygamists to shame you or shame me. I bring it up because it's honest. And if we're being honest with ourselves, we know it's true. But our Pope looks at us. More importantly, Jesus looks at us and says, but the one who's standing before you, that's the one. That's the groom asking you to marry. That's the one. Can we say yes? And brothers and sisters, you and I have a decision to make today. The one who stands before us is not our husband, is not our wife, is not our spouse. Can we summon the courage to change that and make that a reality in our life? Let's pray. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to stay on the same mystery the rest of Lent uh, and, and close us out on the 5th. We're on the 4th. We were on the 4th last week. We're going to stay on the 4th the next few weeks. Hope that's okay with you. But let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth sorrowful mystery, Jesus carries his cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. May your third week of Lent be filled with every good blessing. May we stay in the conversation with our God. Be well, and God's peace.